Good evening, everyone. This is Be Rich, and you are now tuning in to Be Yourself Podcast. I have a special, special guest here with me today. Calling my uncle right here. No doubt. Mr. Goggins himself, Mr. Joel Goggins. Uncle, welcome to the show. Man, no doubt. Appreciate you having me, man. Long time coming. Most definitely, man. So, uncle, for the people that don't know you, man, uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Man, well, you know, uh, I just... uh, you know, I come from where a lot of our people come from, you know what I'm saying? Them streets, you know what I mean? And uh, not really, you know, by force, but, you know, man, you know, because I come from a middle-class family, you know what I'm saying? Pretty pretty good family, solid family. But, uh, you know what I mean? I done, done a little dibble and dabble in everything in the street, gang-banging, dope-slanging, you know, a little pimping here and there, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, man, that ain't my, my proudest moments, man, you know? So, you know, I uh, that's one of the reasons why I came to join you today because, you know, anybody that can make a change and come from where I come from, you know what I'm saying, bro, it's possible for anybody, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, I did a little bid in, in, the, in the federal penitentiary, you know, to get out of the federal penitentiary, man, and, um, you know, get and get right into the car business probably two weeks after, you know, being out of, from locked up. And, you know, you mean your, your father being my mentor, you know what I'm saying? You know the story on hold that no different than anything else I did, you know, just like the streets or any other game I was in, man, I excelled at a really high level, right. you know what I'm saying? Because of will, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the size of it, man, to being an entrepreneur and working for myself and, you know what I'm saying, being on this this, this spiritual journey and, right. you know, as far as trying to, you know, be mentally and physically and spiritually solid as a rock and build a different foundation that generations of my people have been building on, you know what I'm saying, for my family and my upcoming generations, man, with my grandkids, you know what I'm saying, right. to do something real special, you know what I'm saying, so... That's a short version, man. It, it, I can't, you know, fit it all in it. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a, it's an yeah. open book to you. Yeah, you know, that's why sure. I'm here with you. So it's so much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm here with you, man. Yeah. And we got time, baby. We're gonna dig for into sure. it. You know. So um, let's take it back, man. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, let's start back from high school. Um, so which high school did you go to? Did you play any sports? You know, talk to man. Us. Yeah, I. You know, I was a freshman in high school. You know, my big brother was a senior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, he was, you know, probably the most stand-up dude I know. Right. You know, teachers love him and, you know, he's a good dude. And, you know, so we were kind of total opposites. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, rough around the edges. You know, my freshman year is kind of when I really kind of started gang-banging. You know what I mean? That's kind of, that's probably when I got quoted. And, uh, you know, I was just, you know, lashing out, you know what I mean? Moms and pops had separated a few years before, you know what I mean? And, man, I just kind of went a different direction, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, and and, and I, that, I went to Northeast my freshman year. Then I went to Northwest for a little bit, you know, and kind of, you know, kind of had a rocky boat my sophomore year, kind of still had a rocky boat. And my mama sent me to Putman City West yeah. to live with my auntie. You know what I mean? And my auntie at the time, she had a set of twin girls and a baby girl, and she had a um, a son my age, mm-hmm. my cousin that's closest to me and my age. And we total opposite, bro. Right. You know, he's kind of like a the whitest black guy you ever know, but this is like my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, man, my mama, she sent me out there to go to school. And so, you know, my auntie was like, man, you know, you're going to respect my house. You know, this is curfew. 
and we're going to be about them books. And I'm going to pretty much kind of let you, you know, do you do you do your thing, you know. And, and I got out there, man, and I excelled, man. Yeah. You know, it was a different environment from Northeast, bro. Like, yeah. it was total different, you know what I mean? And, and so uh, I started doing good, and I, I went on, and I became a junior, and, you know, I was doing – my grades was good, you know what I mean? And so my senior year – I was like, man, I'm I'm going back to the East. I'm going to graduate from Northeast, yeah, man. I, you know, like my daddy graduated there. My brother graduated there. All my friends I grew up with graduated there. You know what I'm saying? That was in 93. All the people I supposed to graduated in 92. But, you know, I, I stayed down, though. You know, and I came back in 93. And, you know, man, everybody was gone that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting quarterback with sophomores and freshmen, you know what I mean? The whole fresh team, you know, we get better than bruised, mm-hmm. play basketball, you know what I'm saying? I still had a couple partners on the basketball team, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, that was my senior year in Northeast, man. It was beautiful, bro, right. to bounce back like that because I was homecoming king, I was prom king, I started quarterback, and I played guard, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, my senior year, I can't even complain. You know, after fucking off my sophomore year completely. I think I just, I think I passed gym and art. You know what I'm saying? At one point in time, my mama would pull in the Northeast, drop me off. She would drop me off. I go through the doors and I go out the back door. Right. Totally fucked my sophomore year off, bro. Right. Went out there to Putman City West and got it all right. That's when I graduated. And, uh, you know, and man, it's crazy to say that because what pops in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to speak on it because it's a lot of people know that this is a true story and what's going on in this day and time. And I promise you, bro, it just popped in my head. We coming from a tournament in Moore. And we get back to Northeast High School. Okay, you know, they got these annex buildings, bro. They had this annex building set up in our back of our parking lot. It was a police kind of like off kind of subdivision or kind of like, you know what I mean? There's so much stuff going on on the east side that they kind of had a little like an annex set up in Northeast parking lot. We come back from a game and uh, the parents is parked all out in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Waiting on us to come in, change our clothes, get our bags and come out. Right. You know, students and players and stuff. We had this, uh, this, this, this one, we had one white boy on our team and his name was RJ. But he was one of us, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was one of us, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And man, we all coming out the parking lot of Northeast, sitting around talking. RJ jumping on people's backs. We playing. Man, them folks thought we was jumping on him. Right. And man them, man, them police ran out that building and started kicking our motherfucking ass. Damn. Parents parked in the parking lot and everything. They thought we were jumping on. We thought they thought we was jumping on him, bro. Mm-hmm. Coach Cudjo came out there. Hey, you know these my players. Blah blah. blah. They like get back in the building. Blah 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 blah. This that and the other. This is in '93. Mm-hmm. To go to show you, <laughs> right? How crazy that it's is. Been going on. Yeah. So you know, and uh, anyway, that's crazy. That popped up in my head, man. True story, though, man. Right. They whooped our ass. You know what I'm saying? I think one or two of them boys even probably, I don't know, sued sued the police department. Right. 
I started to get their ass, but my mom was like, they're going to fuck with you forever if you do that. For sure. I left it alone. For sure. So, Joe, after you graduated high school, that's when you went to Langston. Went to Langston. So how did that happen? Did you get a scholarship to Langston, or was that just a school you decided to go to? Or Man, you know what? When I, um, all the way up until my senior year, my a lot of people like kind of really kind of like had gave, but they didn't give up on me. But they was just like, man, he ain't, you ain't finna graduate, you ain't, he ain't finna do shit. Right. But you know that's what kind of drove me, and I was like, man, I'm 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 a graduate. So after I graduated, I was like, damn, now what? You know what I'm saying? So all the dudes I played football with and basketball with, they was going to school or going to the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, man, even though fucking with the homies in the hood and I was, you know, how, how I was still having paper in, in high school, you know what I mean? And that was fun. I didn't want to do that shit. I was like, man, I got to do something different. You know what I'm saying? I just I just wanted to do something different. So I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to try to go to school too. They was like, because, you know, I was like, man, well, I can't, um, my, 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 um, my, ex, my, my scores gonna be low. They was like, man, you can get in Langston, man. They gonna let you in Langston, yeah, you're man. Very point, you're very point average. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they gonna let you in Langston, man. You know what I'm saying? Just take the test, do everything you can. They gonna let you in, and they let me in. And I was like, shit, all right, I'm going to college. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I knew a couple of more gangsters from other schools that was going. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Dickies and Chucks, and we rolling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And man, it was one of the best experiences I ever had in my life. Right. I swear to God, bro. Yeah. It was one of the best experiences I had in my life. Black people from Chicago, California, Milwaukee, everywhere. I'm just like, I'm mesmerized. I'm like, wow. But when I went up there senior day in Northeast, mm-hmm. that's when I made my mind up. Okay. When I went to Langston on senior day, I said, oh yeah. I'm they let me in here, I'm in here. Yeah. They give me a shot, I've been here. Right. That's what made my mind up. So did Joe, did you ever think about playing ball up there? Man, I did, but I didn't. Because you gotta understand, man, like um, I wrestled most of the time, like middle school and kind of beginning high school that I really had a really passion for wrestling, but I was getting in a lot of trouble. So I really wasn't really that dedicated to it. Right. And I paid literally football for the T-Birds. You know what I'm saying? I always love football. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? That, yeah. That's just my number one love yeah, for sure. and basketball coming number two. So I was just like kind of really small. I didn't need, you know what I mean? Shit, I was same size from seventh grade as I was damn near senior. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man. And then, too, you know, I had, man, I was tired of that shit. I, I was like, man, I ain't just be out here sweating tour days. You know what I'm saying? Going through all that, man. Yeah. I was starting to come into that that player stage at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was, I was, I was, I was tired of that shit, man. I was like, nah, I'm cool. Right, for sure. So, Joel, did you always have a big family, man? I did. I did, man. My, um... My grand, well, kind of, but not really. My mom, she got, it's nine of them. Right. You know what I mean? My grandfather, he, he was a Pentecostal holiness preacher. Him and my grandmother, they had nine kids. Right. And my father, that cat was the only ki- only son. He was the only child. Right. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he had a his his cousins, it was a lot of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in Alabama where he where my daddy was born. Mm-hmm. And uh but yeah, my mom, I had a lot of cousins on my mom's side, cause it's nine of them, you know what I mean? So right. yeah. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because I know that um I know you have how many kids do you have? Five boys and five girls. There you go. And then you have how many grandkids? Oof. It was <laughs> it was eight and eight. Then I just had a beautiful baby girl, man. Oh my gosh, she's so chunky and so beautiful. So that made nine girls and eight boys. See. And my daughter is expecting. We just had a a, a baby a, a baby reveal party at the house. She mm-hmm. fits to have a boy, so that make it back even. So, uh, nine and nine. See, that's that's why I asked the question. Nine and nine, yeah. Yeah, and it's sure. a blessing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world, bro. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Joe, when you spoke earlier about uh, gang banging back in the day, so what what age did you actually get put on? Man, I got put on when I was a when I was a freshman in high school. So I don't know, man. Whatever age that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted, I want, I always wondered, like, because you said you started game banging, you said around that that freshman time. But your older brother, he wasn't game banging, was he? Nah. So I, I nah. like, how'd you get into that lifestyle? If... I don't, you know. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. like. Man, big bro, big bro started working when he was like 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? Right. And man, you know, he big bro, man, I, you know, he 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 probably my biggest, my biggest idol, I guess you could say, outside my my dad. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have had a, a better a better dude to like, you know what I'm saying, to like be a big brother, you know what I'm saying? Cause he didn't get in no trouble and shit. And you know what I'm saying? He used to work, man. I used to, you know, they used to have guest jeans and guest shirts with the stripes, man. When that shit first came out, it was like, you know, I think he would spend his check on a shirt and a pair of pants every week, every week, every week, every week. And man, by the time school start, man, dude was the cleanest, cleanest dude up in there, man. I'm talking about head to toe, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, man, he was just a, a cool dude, man. And, you know, he was a player-ass dude, man, you know. And yeah. he just quiet and reserved. And that's kind of hard. It's hard to to uh, to uh match that. You know what I mean? Like, we ain't got no sisters. It's three boys. So it's competition every day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. testosterone in this motherfucker every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you so you know it, it's kind of hard to 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 top that dude. He's a special dude, man. An artist. You know what I'm saying? He 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 real real sharp dude, man. Like for real. And so uh, I guess I tried to like find some other shit to no. To be honest with you, man. When I when I when I when I became a freshman in Northeast, man, ran to this cat. And we was eating lunch. He said, bro, I got you. What you want? And he pulled out a stack out of his pocket, bro, like this. You know what I'm saying? I said, man, where you get that from? He said, man, in my house. He stayed in Trey Six apartments. You know what I'm saying? So I said, damn, huh, all right. So, man, next day I said, I'm going to come through there. I walked. 
I walked from Parker State to the apartments, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so, um, you know, that's when I met my, my little partner, man, and, you know, he was on money, man. And, you know, he had been hustling since, like, seventh grade, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when I met him, he, he put me on money, and I started kind of hanging around. And, you know what I'm saying, that's when I started hanging with the homies. I was like, man, I ain't going to never get caught on the set, man. I just fuck with y'all, but I ain't going to never join no gang, man. I'm right. cool on that shit. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm a player, homie. Yeah. So that shit didn't fly. The homies wasn't having that shit. They, you know, so what's up, homie? You know, what you about to? Right. Here we go. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> shit, right. yeah. So that's how that shit happened. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What's up? But Joe, man, I mean Joel, when you um, so once you left from Langston, that is that when you got back into the streets. Yup, yup. Cause like when I was at Langston, man, I was uh, they put me in a room with this dude from Chicago, a Puerto Rican cat. You know what I mean? He was cool at first. You know what I'm saying? But I right. think he was a vice lord or something. I don't know what he was. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I don't know. He spilled something, and he wiped it up, wiped it up, wiped the floor up with my towel. You know what I mean? I had to put hands on him, and so my partner, man, rest in peace, shot Fasha. You know what I mean? One of OKC's coldest point guards come out of the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Capitol Hill. He was staying down the hall. You know what I'm saying? Him and my other partner. You know what I'm saying? From Douglas. You know what I mean? And, they was like had a weirdo off little dude with glasses, weirdo ass dude in their room. So they was like, man, just, let's just switch it out. You know what I mean? Let him move down here. He moved down there. Okay. So I moved in with them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, man, we rock and rolling. Shot had the '79 Canary Yellow Coupe with the white top with the gold datings on him, and yeah, my my, my guy had the white '79. You know what I'm saying? Cutlass with the chromas on there, man. We was we was doing our thing, man. And the and the killing part about it, bro, both of them cats were street cats, honor roll students, straight A students. I'm talking about man, I ain't had no problems with man. I got to, I went to do all that struggling in high school. I got to Langston, bro. I had A's, B's, and C's. Right. I ain't had no problems, bro. I was in here with two whizzes, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no problem with my work, bro. Them niggas was smart as a motherfucker, right. and own money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then once you once you actually got to the loo. When I got to the loo, well, when I got to the loo, I already had my one son. Mm-hmm. I had one kid when I was a senior, you know what I mean? And I um she got pregnant again, and then you know, she didn't know it was she was already kind of stressing and panicking, but at the same time. I had um, got another girl pregnant, so like I like got I got like two babies on two the way. Down, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting around here, and I'm like, man, I'm stressed the fuck out. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, these hey, babies can't eat, can't eat no books. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? And so Christmas time came, and you know how that shit do you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm just like stressed out, bro. I'm just like, man, knowing I got these kids on the way, I already got one kid. and You know, bro, I'm just like, man, fuck, you know? And so I told the homies, I was like, man, these little, you know, 
oven toasters and microwaves and shit, man. Y'all, I'm going to leave that shit here. Y'all can have the radios and all that, man. I ain't coming back. Christmas break, when I went home, I was like, man, I'm just going to give me some money, man. Right. And so that was two years at the loop. Yup. Okay. And that's when- That was after the first year. Okay. That was after the first year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the, um, you know, I went back and, you know what I'm saying? I, I seen, you know what I'm saying? Niggas going to jail, getting killed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, I don't know why I came back. And I went back to the loot to, you know, try it again. You know, a couple of partners had a little, like, trailer house off of campus. and was like, come on, man, you can stay for free. You know what I mean? Come on, come on back. So I was like, man, I'm supposed to try this shit again. You know what I mean? Went back down there. And, man, you know, I think I had got another kid coming or <laughs> some <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, man. And, man, I'm working jobs. And, I, you know, and that was the end of the loot after that second time, that second year. Right. It's over with. Damn, Joe, you just out there slinging. My one roommate, my nigga, my dude shot the one that I told you. My guy, he got killed. You know what I mean? Like, horrible murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. That was a whole, man, crazy times. Right. So, Joe, once you get back to the city, now you were just in, like, I got to get some money mode, right? No doubt. So, what were you out there? You out there applying for jobs or you out there hustling on the streets? What you doing? How you trying to Man, when I when I, when I I left the loo, I was, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> and, man, we, I, you know, I went through that. Peddling a little chronic, man, and, you know, working a little odd jobs and, you know, doing all that, you know what I'm saying, and kept a little job, you know what I'm saying, doing some little small, you know, some little, you know, I ain't going to say small time hustling, but, it, you know, I wasn't doing nothing major, you know what I'm saying, just keeping it a dollar, right. just doing enough to keep the cheat up off of me, man, you know what I'm saying, trying to stick around them kids without, you know what I'm saying, delivering myself to the penitentiary, you know what I mean, so... You know, and then, you know, that escalated into some other shit, you know what I mean? And, you know what I'm saying? I started having some real money, you know what I mean? But, you know, like I say, man, people, you know, still going to jail, still getting killed. And I was like, man, cash is going to jail, getting wiped out, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? That whole time I was hustling at my uncle, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, man, yeah. Man, you gonna keep throwing rocks at that jailhouse till they let you up in there, huh? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, man, you know, you know what I'm saying? These bitches like you, little red ass, man. You need, you need to try this here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I'm cool, man. because I, you know, I was having money, I was doing all right. You know what I'm saying? And right. so, uh, I was like, well, damn, man, these cats that's in this P game, man, they ain't, you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to the penitentiary, man, and getting all this time and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they ain't, they ain't, you know what I mean? They ain't wiping these niggas out, man, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I'm going to try my hand, you know what I mean? I mean, when you say P game, yo, what you mean? Man, man, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's this, this pimping, man, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, charging, you know what I'm saying? A bona fide woman, man, for some rations, man, you know, and, and, and it's really, you know, just you know, getting paid off of who you are, man, you know, distributing some game and some instructions on how to conduct yourself, man, and how to go get a payday and be around some millionaires, man, and, you know, really ask for it, man, and really demand it, man, you know, it ain't no different, this shit been going on since the beginning of time, man, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, man, and, and, and one thing I know, man, if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business, so, you know, man, I, I got involved in that deal, you know what I mean, and, 
you know, man, you know, but this shit ain't, this shit ain't, this shit ain't on me, this shit in me, man, you know what I mean, I come from a line, man, this shit, this shit in my, this shit in my blood, bro, you know what I mean, and, you know, it ain't even about, you know, like, what people today and in this game try to make us, make it about, man, it's just about, like, you know, two people coming together to want better for each other, man, and to have something better for each other, man, to reach back and take care of their family and pull their family up, man, and not watch their family struggle, you know what I'm saying? This is one of the first things, man, that a dude had, you know what I'm saying, as a major option coming out of slavery, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Master can't have it for free no more. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he can still get it. But it's a fee attached with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But, you know, bro, that ain't my claim of fame. You know what I mean? But I got a lot of love for the game. It's a lot of greats, man. Brilliant minds, man. You know what I mean? Where I come from and how I was raised around it, man. You know what I'm saying? They treat it like Harvard, Yale. You know what I mean? You don't really see it. You don't hear about it. You know what I mean? Because them cats is moving around like, you know, private investigators, man. They ain't taking no bows and all that funny-ass shit, man, that they got going on these days, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, and I'm on some righteous shit now. You know what I mean? But that ain't that's one part of my life that's, that's, that's stamped and embedded that I ain't ashamed of. You know what I mean? You know, man, I went and did federal time behind that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Out of my life. You know what I'm saying? And all kind of trickery and treachery, man, these motherfuckers put into you know, locking a motherfucker up, man, for chasing some money, you know what I mean, man, you know what I'm saying, and you got all these wicked-ass other motherfuckers, man, not doing not nine time behind it, you know what I mean, so, you know, but that's a whole nother story, a whole nother build-up, man, we talking about the pimp game, man, you know, yeah. but I got into that, man, my uncle blessed me with some jewels, man, some shit that I took all the way to the car business and used, mm-hmm. you understand, yeah, yeah. so it ain't even about no, you know, Anything to do with know what you tell a woman to go do, it's way deeper than that, man. It's a mental thing, man. It's about what you tell yourself and how much confidence you got in yourself, man. And people see that shit on you. They know you different. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should get paid different. You know what I'm saying? And they know you different, man. You know? And, 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 and man, it's kind of like one of them things. It's like, you know, you can't teach a kid. It's something you got to be born with. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know. So, Joel, how was that? Um, how that lifestyle for you? Because when I think of something of of that nature, I'm thinking of maybe like you know, I don't know if you ever seen the movie where Mike Epps when he talking about give me the powder, <laughs> sprinkle the powder in my hand real fast, you know, or you know, some people might think of like you know, Don that's you know, so. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that. How how is that lifestyle for you? You know, being first-hand first-hand experience. Man, you know, um, bro, from what I can say is it's no different than any other kind of lifestyle or organization or society. You know what I mean? You got greats, you got goods, you got bads, you got horribles. You know what I'm saying? You got all kind of funny style shit. You know what I mean? So it's basically whatever kind of man you is, man, whatever kind of morals and standards you stand on, that's kind of what you're going to carry over into that. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, man, I was fortunate enough to have a motherfucker that had a mind like Morpheus. You know what I'm saying? 
And you know, man, you know, he, you know, he, he gave it to me, man. And like I say, man, he gave me some shit that I use in the corporate world after I got out of the penitentiary. And you know what I mean? And fucked the whole game up. You know what I mean? And made yeah. six figures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I say, for me, it's like being a part of Yale or Harvard. You know what I'm saying, man? Because, I, you know, man, yeah, you got scumbags. It's just no different from anything else. You got good people, bad people, and horrible people. Right. You know what I mean? You got some really, really good stand-up guys that's, man, changing lives and changing, you know, you know, creating dreams and shit, man, and being stand-up in it that don't, you know, see people and just want to say, oh, man, you know, you, you whooping people, whooping women and all that, man. Some dudes, man, don't never take their motherfucking hands out of their pocket. Understand me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They rather for you to get a zillion million miles the fuck away from them before they put their hands on you, man. They what? Mm-hmm. You ain't worth it. Right. You know what I mean? So... But society and people, you know what I mean? And I ain't saying it's good, bro. Let me first and foremost, let me say that. I'm not agreeing with it. I ain't saying it's good because I'm on some righteous shit. Right. You know what I mean? But that's a, a part of my life that, you know, yeah. that's that's concrete. And that and, and I got a lot of loved ones and a lot of great people and a lot of good human beings, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that Jesus would have went and fucked with. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, you know, man, let me say that. You know what I mean? But, man, it was great. You asked, how was it for me to answer your question? I want to know, Joe. It was great. Joe, how was the lifestyle? Money for nothing and women for free. You tell me. So, was you you dressing up in the in the suits, mm. driving the fancy cars, you know, you going up the strip in Vegas. I mean, you know, paint, paint the picture for us. Man, I pretty much did me. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, man, I come from, you know, gang bang generation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, one day I might wake up and have on, you know, some blue dickies. I mean, some, you know, blue chucks and, you know what I'm saying, 10 dickies and, you know, a T-shirt, you know what I'm saying, and a helmet on, you know what I mean? And still be, you know, down 3D, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, with that, with that, with that, with that, with that. Finger wave up under that thing or something, man. You know, I might, you know, be, you know, polo from hell to toe. Or I, I might be, you know, you know, Tommy suit, polo suit, whatever I'd like. You know what I mean? I, you right. know, I, you know, I like some designer shit. I like some basic shit. It's just whatever I like. I don't dance to no motherfuckers beat. You right. know what I mean? I don't try to do nothing to impress nobody. I do what make my soul feel good. Right. So if I like it, I like it. I don't give a fuck who else don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, man, shit, whatever I want to do. That's pretty much how it was for me, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I want to do, whatever flows from my boat, you know what I mean? I hate that I didn't have the um the entrepreneur mindset, you know what I'm saying? At the time that I was, you know, indulging in the lifestyle, I can say that and, you know, mismanaging my money, you know what I mean? So, you know, so Joe, how does, um, how does a female, how do they even get caught up in that lifestyle? Is it, you know, you think it's came, it came from just how they were raised, you know, their upbringing, you think? or Man, you know, it's various reasons, bro. Mm-hmm. It's various reasons. It could be anything, man. You know what I'm saying? But for, 
you know, the majority, you know what I'm saying, you know, been kind of like, you know, dealing with some kind of sexual abuse, you know what I mean? It's from what the track record states or the statistics, or however you want to say that, right. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, yeah, my motherfucker got to be a counselor right. too. You know, so, uh, but I've seen women from rich families, man, and great upbringings, you know, run to that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exciting. It's, you know what I mean, man? Like I say, man, you got some real special people in that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Some real clever and strategic and, you know what I'm saying, real, you know, you know, uh, special people, man. You know what I'm saying? And it don't make no difference what kind of lifestyle you you in. It's just about what you believe in and, you know, how you was raised, I guess, or whatever you like. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's kind of, you know, you get women from all different, every different kind of upbringing, bro. Right. Yeah. So, Joel, for you, how many years did you actually put in 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 that, that game right there? Before you got Called up by the laws. Mm. Bro, I um I turned out in two thousand or no. Nope. Ninety nine. I turned out in ninety nine and uh and uh, I called my uncle when I was like, hey, man, you know, because I was fighting and shit with my kid's mom, and we was going through it, you know what I mean? And I was working odd jobs, and you know what I'm saying? I had already had it set in my mind that I wasn't fence to be selling drugs because they was wiping niggas. You know what I'm saying? 30s, 20s, you know what I mean? Even if you get state time and get caught with a traffic and you're doing 85%. You know what I'm saying? So I had already had it in my mind. I was done with that shit. You know what I mean? And um, so uh, I had called my uncle and I was like, hey, man, you know, man, I'm sick of this shit. I'm supposed to give this shit a try. And, you know, he said, man, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to do shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't call my phone playing and shit, man. Hung up. I'm like, damn. So I call him back. I say, hey, man, I'm being for real, man. You know what I'm saying? He's like, all right, motherfucker, you know why I stay hung up on me again? And so uh, I went to his house and, um, you know, this was, this was, I think, in October. And he said, man, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Uh, you know, just soak this shit up, man. Keep your sponge out, man. You know what I mean? We're going to keep this shit fired up, man. We're going to get in the lab, man. And, uh, you know, man, just do this shit how I tell you to do it, man. Quit all that motherfucking smiling, man. You know what I'm saying? And, man, you're going to come up before New Year's. So, you know, we sitting in the, you know, and at the time, man, you know, he like working at like, I don't know, um, Outback Steakhouse. And, at the time, he had full custody of his son that was from a previous prostitute that he had okay. from somewhere on the West Coast, I believe. And um, he had got full custody of him, man. And, uh, you know, and it was just them two living in this apartment. He was taking care of raising him. He yeah. was kind of young at the time. I don't know, six, seven years old or something. 
And, you know, I had moved in with them. You know what I'm saying? And he was working at Outback Steakhouse. And, you know what I'm saying? And, man, we was grinding. And, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to come up. I was trying to come up. And, man, you know, shit, just like he said it, man. You know what I'm saying? He uh he had left and I was at the house. You know what I'm saying? Me and my little cousin, you know what I'm saying? And he came back. He was like, yeah, man. Man, I'm telling you, man, your first bitch around the corner. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, I met this chick. And uh, she took me to her apartment. It ain't nothing but pink toes up in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. And so uh, they came through later on that night. You know what I mean? And shit, now I was at work. I been, had been putting in work since October. He had laced me. I'm ready. And so, you know, I didn't lock her down then, you know what I'm saying? But she had called me the next day and kind of had got her money right. You know what I mean? Did the right thing. You know what I mean? And that's that's how I got it. That's how I got into the game. Into the game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Joe, how many for you? I mean, for you, how many years did you put in? From 99, and I got indicted in 2005. Do you remember where and where at? I mean, when and where at? When you got indicted? When, when and where I got indicted, yeah, I um, uh, I uh, I was, I was uh, at the time when I got indicted, man, I had just made it to the East Coast to DC. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first time being around there. I had a real stand up, real flies partner from around at DC too, man. You know what I'm saying? But I was with one of my other partners that had been around there that, you know, that wasn't, you know, his first rodeo. He was, you know what I mean? So I was with my partner and, you know what I'm saying? And, man, it was a beautiful thing. That was a good time for me, man. And so, uh, you know, the reason why I'm on what I'm on now spiritually is because of this is one, just one of the incidents that I know for a fact. Is because when the little bride called me, I knew it wasn't right. I had a gut feeling it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right, bro. I knew in my gut. And I didn't even need it. I was good. I was down there, man. You know what I mean? I went down there with one set of legs. Got down there. And, uh... My partner had this little home girl, and she had some really extravagant shit going on, man. She had a real upscale apartment and shit. You know what I'm saying? Where these, where she would have like the chicks stay, and you know what I mean? They would look kind of like see the people out of there, and you know what I'm saying? What, what not? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, shit, man. I got down there, man, and you know, it was a apartment full of hoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm talking about, man, beautiful motherfuckers from like the country that didn't even know they was beautiful. You know what I mean? I'm like looking around that motherfucker like, man, at the time, I didn't really have this no super bad motherfucker. I had a little average, little funny looking little motherfucker kind of. You know what I'm saying? Right. But her work ethic and want to see me with something? Through the roof, my nigga. Through the roof. That's why it ain't about the beauty, it's about the duty. Because, yeah, she wanted to see, she wanted to see us win. But uh yeah. I got down there and 
came right up with the finest motherfucker in there. You know what I'm saying? Me and my partner went to the little shake joint. Went to the shake joint. Came right up in the shake joint. You know what I mean? Now I'm 3D. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, knock the little chick at the front desk of the hotel I was staying in. You know what I mean? Like you fold it. Yeah. I didn't even need that, bro. I didn't even need that. I didn't even need that chump ass change. And I knew something was wrong when the phone call came through, man. I knew it wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? And it was on one of them nights. You know what I mean? I was feeling good. I was rolling. You know what I mean? I was in the back seat of my lap. You know what I mean? Two beautiful motherfuckers in the front seat. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and she had called and was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to, you know, come back fuck with you. Da 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 And I was like, man. I, you know, because I didn't ever fuck with her from the get gate in the beginning. I kind of like had double dialed with her because she was on some other shit at the time. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but I knew it wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? And I knew in my gut. So I know that it exists. You know what I'm saying? I know how to listen to that now. You know? And and that's how I got caught up. Joe, so, uh, for you, man. So how many years did you end up doing? I did. I did five years. Mm-hmm. And then I did... Uh, Three years of uh, federal probation. Mm-hmm. So when you was locked up for that time, what did you do to keep yourself busy? Man, when I was locked up, bro, um, you know, I'm a cooking motherfucker, bro. I can go. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can go. Okay. So I kind of like got in that kitchen, man. And when I um, when they sent me, when they first sent me, they sent me to Oakdale, Louisiana. And uh, I got into the kitchen and then I just, you know, man, you know, Universal showing me favor back then, bro. You know what I mean? It was this old mean ass motherfucker named Mo. Old black fat motherfucker. CO. Didn't like nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we playing cards and he like, man, Goggins, come here. And so uh he like, uh, can you cook? I said, Hell yeah, I can cook. He said, well, you wanna you wanna work in the OM, you ain't gonna be cooking, you're gonna be washing dishes. I said, Hell yeah. No doubt, I'm dishwashing motherfucker. Cause granted, this motherfuckers in the kitchen making 17 cents an hour. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers making, you know, a dollar something an hour. The lowest paying job in the OM paying like $60 a month. You know what I mean? And you go eat good. Because that's where all the COs eat at. That's where all the, the, the guards eat. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, I, hell yeah. Because I know I'm going to get in there and I'm going to steal some shit. And I'm going right. to sell it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, I got in the OM. And I was eating good. You know, I'm working out. You know what I'm saying? And um, taking every class I could take. Any fucking class they had available, I took it. I got a stack like this of certificates of classes that I completed. You know what I mean? Any class that I, that was available for me, I took it. And so that's how I did my time. I took them classes and uh, I played uh, 
basketball, flag football, and I worked out, man. And uh, I was, you know, stealing out the kitchen, eating, selling shit to people. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, Joel, for you, was this was this your first time that you were actually locked up? This is the first time I ever had did time. I went to the county two a couple times, but right. this is my first time I ever did time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, uh, man, like I say, man, I was I just had been been favor had been shown on my life, just my whole life, bro. Even back then, man, because at the time I'm washing dishes, bro. We had a dude, our warden. His name was Joe Young. Now you know that movie Mighty Joe Young with the gorilla. This dude's name was Joe Young, man. And I don't know where he was from. I think he was from like Cuba or somewhere. I don't know, bro. But he wore these dark shades. And man, he used to walk around with one hand in his pocket, bro. And he was a bad motherfucker. He didn't fuck around. You know, everybody was scared of this motherfucker. And if he caught the COs down bad on fucking over the, the inmates, he'll make an example out of their ass. Right. But I'm washing dishes and so. He coming through the line getting his food. And, bro, he just looked over and was like, hey, man, can you cook? I said, yeah, I can cook. He said, at the time, our number one cook was this big-ass, big, big-ass white boy named Country, Big Country. And then we had a number two cook. He was a Mexican cat. And he said, all right, when I come back through here, I want to know what you cooked. I said, all right. So, Boom. Uh, he um came back, so country was like, uh, country was like, what you want to cook? I was like, man, shit, um, I cook the vegetables. You know what I'm saying? So we had this griddle. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I put the squash, zucchini, onion, bell pepper, mushroom, and I hit that thing with some onion powder, some garlic powder, some uh, some uh. You know, I'm in Oakdale, Louisiana, so this is when I first get hit to the Tony Saturn. Hit it with that Tony Saturn season and some motherfucking uh, um some uh, <laughs> some, 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 some chicken bouillon. You know what I'm saying? Boom, I'm hitting him on that grill, you know what I'm saying? Put him in that thing, and then you know he let me steam the rice. So he come through that motherfucker the next day. Like, so what you cook? I said, man, I cooked the vegetables and the rice. He said, okay. He tried. He said, uh, he said, yeah, I like that. And then country got shipped and left. And then I don't the um the Mexican cat got shipped and left. And I automatically became the number one cook. Yes, sir. And so now that paid me $117 a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Automatically go to my books. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know what I mean? I take four hamburger buns with the chicken breast, the cheese, the bacon, you know what I'm saying? And I wrap him up in the saran, put a little mustard package, ketchup, mustard, and, and mayonnaise, you know what I'm saying? Hit them up, boom, four of them in a pack, you know what I mean? Them 10 stamps a piece. Right. So I'm making hundred something dollars, and then, you know, I'm. I'm 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 hustling up at that yeah. motherfucker. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's how I survived the whole time I was at Oakdale. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have never had to call home collect. Right. You know what I mean? Just keep a phone on. 
So by this time, yo, you've had how many kids by now? I had eight, but really nine. While you in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had eight, but I had one that I didn't really know was mine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for you, Joe, while you were in there, uh, what do you think was your biggest regret while you were in jail? Well, what do I know? What do you know? Bro. I this house set up. You got two bunks right here. You got two bunks, bunk beds right here. You got two bunks right here. You got a locker and a locker in front of this bed, a locker and a lock in front of this bed, a locker and a lock in front of this bed. Right? Six niggas in this small ass room, a little bigger than bigger than this room. You know what I'm saying? All this motherfucking tension. And so, uh, once again, I always had favor. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the desk filling out my phone sheet. And um, like I'm in Louisiana, so I'm in here with like one, two, three. Three of the niggas in my room was from Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the top bunk. The nigga on the bottom bunk on me, Big Chop, was from Chicago. He was a moor. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the other nigga, Tay, was from PA, Port Arthur. Black ass nigga. And so uh, it's us six off in there. So I'm filling out my paper, my phone sheet. So my nigga Shitty walked by and he seen the 405. He was like, oh, you from in Oklahoma City, man. I've been around there. I know about that Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. One of my partners fuck around there tough. And he was from 60s. You know what I'm saying? And so he was like, man, you know Champ? I said, hell yeah, I know Champ. And so, because it's no small world. Here go to favor again. So now I met a friendly, you know, nigga that knows somebody that I know. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, Bro, uh, this nigga Tay, we used to just bump heads, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because he wanted them cats to just walk around just like mad all day. You know, mad at the world for fucking nothing. Just like you so hard. You so mad. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, mind you, I didn't really, I didn't, I don't like that tension shit. And I, I hate bullies. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, my pops died. You know what I'm saying? And me and this nigga had been having this little tension and shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't never come to nothing, but it get boiling pretty close. You know what I'm saying? And so, when my pops died, bro, that was the most motherfucking, well, I say it's a tie for the first place. When my pops died and leaving my fucking kids. 
Yeah. That. So. So, Joel, I heard you. Um, you mentioned that your father was one of your biggest regrets uh, while you were in jail. So, for you, um, what did he mean to you? Man, bro, it's like he was that one person that believed in a motherfucker more than any person on earth. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he was just absolutely my best friend. Like, bro. And my daddy wasn't perfect, bro. My daddy smoked crack, drank alcohol. You know what I'm saying? The nigga retired from General Motors. You know what I mean? First, let me give you a little history about my pops. Man, you know, he come from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, my grandmother never let this cat even wear shorts or jeans till he graduated high school. You know, think about that. You have to wear slacks every day. Slacks and T-shirts, slacks and dress shirts. You know what I'm saying? Every day. You know what I'm saying? You know, but uh, when he was a senior, I don't know what 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 year he graduated, but when he was a senior, he had a on the year that year Savelle Chevy. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no fighter. You know what I mean? Was a lover, man. And every I have never met a motherfucker that has disliked my pops. You know what I mean? Give a nigga the shirt off his back. But uh, yeah, man, real stand up dude, man, and um. You know, he didn't have no brothers and sisters, you know, and uh, he had some first cousins that he was extremely close with, you know, and he named me after a hell of a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he had a lot of my daddy had a lot of love for the game. You know what I mean? My daddy named me after a pimp, man. You know what I'm saying? And so. uh but man, you know, my pops used to drop so many jewels on me, you know what I mean? And now that I'm old and now I really understand what he was saying. And what I'm on right now is the shit he used to get the maddest at about me. You know, I was just talking crazy. He said, man, stop saying stupid shit. You can speak shit into existence. Words is powerful. But I didn't realize how deep that was at that time. You know what I'm saying? And so... uh you know, man, he was my everything, bro. You know what I mean? Like that nigga there, man, he was my everything, bro. And, uh, you know, when I was in the penitentiary, that was the toughest time for me because uh, he was in the hospital for a long time and they sent him home. And I was like, bet. You know what I'm saying? He cool. You know what I'm saying? And so my mama was like, cause wasn't nobody telling me. You know what I mean? Wasn't nobody saying nothing. And my mama was like, son, you know, can you handle it? Do you want me to tell you? So I'm like, yeah, man, you know what, what is it? Let me what, what's the deal? You know what I'm saying? What's happening? She like, man, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna make it too much longer. So they sent him on to be with his family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn. And so before that. I had talked to him because he was being stubborn. He wasn't taking his medicine and shit. And so I called like, hey, man, you tripping, man. You know what I'm saying? You ain't taking your medicine, bro. What's happening, man? You tripping. He was like, man, you think God going to let something happen to me before you get out here? Man, we going to be able to do this shit all over again. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this nigga dying, bro. You know what I'm saying? Nigga ain't nothing gonna happen to me. That guy go mama be out here. You know? And so then after that, my mom was like, man, they sent him home because, you know, it ain't, you know what I mean? And so, boom. And so, man, I was like, you know what I'm saying? And like, man, I, at that time, you know what I'm saying? I was still working in the OM and I was doing some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> shit. My little essay partner next door in the laundry because the laundry was right next door. And so I would fill shit up with this bag when I take the dirty towels to the laundry. I would fill all kind of sandwiches and meats and shit up. And I would take it over to my partner and he would get it back to the dorm and we would just split it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was doing all kind of shit. I was having it my way. They really wasn't fucking with me though because they loved me. You know what I'm saying? They was really letting me do my thing. And so, uh, and so, uh, one day, Mr. Fortnite came in and said, hey, man, your counselor need to see you, man. Mr. Larry need to see you. So I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? First thing I thought, I was like, man, when these bitch-ass nigga done told it on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. So. I'm walking from the kitchen back to my dorm. So you got to walk through the fucking metal detector and all the way down this thing. So I'm like, fuck, what the fuck Mr. Larry want, man? You know what I'm saying? This, that, and the other. And so I get past the guard shack and shit. And, man, I get to the middle of that walk. Nigga, that shit hit me. And I knew. You knew. I knew. I was like, nah. Fuck nah. Fuck nah. So I got to Mr. Larry's. And he was like. Man, you need to call home. You need to call your grandmothers. Bro, I couldn't even remember the fucking number. I call this number damn near every other day. I couldn't even remember the fucking telephone number. Right. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I'm like, man, for real, I'm trying to remember. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm trying to remember. And shit, I remember it. I called. My brother picked up. This in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. We live in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga answered the phone at Granny House. I already knew. And shit, that's what it was. So he was like, get yourself together. And shit, man. Like I say, it was already tension between me and this dude. And bro, you say what my biggest regret was is that I lost my father and um, I got these babies waiting on me out here. Mm-hmm. And this cat I already went to my partner and say, hey, let me see your thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. bro, cuz would have said something to me that day, I would have killed him. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. I remember you mentioned your uh, your kids as one of your regrets. So I know um, when once you were released, let's fast forward to when you were released, okay? Hold on, before you go there, I'm okay. gonna finish this story. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, 
talking about favor. Yeah, yeah. So I'm prepared to just take it there with this nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm zero tolerance today, bro. Like on whatever. And I swear to God, man. I'm sitting in the cell. I'm sitting in the room. I got my headphones on. And uh, now every now and then, me and the nigga have a good day. I ain't just saying me and the nigga total enemies, but 95% of the time, me and this nigga is not seeing out of eye. And so, bro, on this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like I'm prepared to just do whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? I just want to take this shit out on somebody. Bro, this nigga come in the room and he go in his locker. Boom. And he come over there to me and he say, hey, you want to smoke? He's like, I got a joint and a cigarette. Think about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Think about that. That 5%. I went and got this poker from my partner, man. Ready? Because, yeah, because if this nigga get to get mouthy, I ain't doing no fighting today, homie. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about no fighting. I'm prepared for whatever. I don't even give a fuck no more. You know what I'm saying? Out of all days. Mm -hmm. See, you want to go smoke? I just tore the Mexican's ass up on the poker table. I just hit him for 1700 Out of all, out of all days, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking back on that shit, man. You know what I mean? Like kids getting bullied and shit, and you in the penitentiary and you can't do shit. That's sucker ass shit, man. Right. I never put my fucking family through that shit again, man. Yeah. That shit right there, outside of my pops dying. Now nah, I wouldn't think about no motherfucking club. No niggas, no money, cause I'ma get some money. I always have got money. Ain't ain't that ain't never been no problem. Doing the right shit with it. You know what I mean? But bro, that shit right there fuck with me more than anything, man. Leaving my fucking kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause I see the damage. You know what I mean? Like trying to repair now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So that's why I was gonna ask you. Detrimental, man. Once you got out, when you when you got a chance to see your kids, was it like all love from them, or was it was it bittersweet? Or I mean, you know, was it like no, nah, I ain't man, you know what? Out, was it? Check this out. One of my kids, my like, cause I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm well. When I was in Oakdale, my mother was staying in Houston, and my mama used to beat that highway up. I, you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker was a soldier, man. I, I can, I, you know what I mean? Moms, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Then they sent me to Seagullville, Texas, which is like basically Dallas, three hours from Oklahoma. So when I got to Seagullville, um, one of my kids' mom bought my kids to see me immediately. One of the set of my kids' mom, because I had four and four at the time. You know what I'm saying? Four kids by one woman, four kids by another woman. My other set of kids was staying in Atlanta, Georgia. You know what I mean? And uh, I had seen those kids in like five or six years. 
And uh, I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'm working. I'm sitting in the kitchen listening to my headphones, man. Dude was like, hey, man, they called your name for a visit. I was like, nah, they ain't called my motherfucking name because I don't do no pop-up shit. Yeah. Like, y'all need to know. I need to be fresh, shaved up, braids. You know what I'm saying? I need to be right on visit. You know what I mean? And so, ain't nobody popping up like that. And uh, so, I was like, nah, they ain't called my name. So, boom, they said it again. And then, so, he's like, man, I'm telling you, I think they called your name. I was like, nah, they ain't called my name, man. So, the homies ran to the glass, was like knocking on the door. Like, man, you got a visit out here. So, I was like, damn, who the fuck? So, I rushed to the dorm, changed my clothes. Get to the visiting room, bro, and um, you know you can see across through this glass window where the people walking from the other building, walking to this building. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking in the people, looking like trying to see, like you know, maybe my brother, my mama. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like looking. I'm like, damn, I don't, I don't know none of these people. And I see Juan. My oldest son. I haven't seen him in five years, bro. Mm-hmm. This nigga taller than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck, what? And so, like, I'm like, damn, bro. I immediately have an anxiety attack. And then, so I see, I saw, I, um, I'm looking, I see my other son. Then I see my daughter. And it immediately fucked me all the way up, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, I'm like sweating and shit, cause you know I don't rush to get in the shower. I don't put lotion all on my face. It's hot in the motherfucker outside. I'm sweating like a motherfucker. So the cameraman and my partner, you know what I'm saying? He like, man, here go paper towel. Man, you sweating? He's like, man, were you alright? I'm like, man, bro, be my kids. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first time seeing him and shit, man. Five or six years. So how was it? Like that feeling you felt, if you can describe it, man. You know, at the time I was still married, but she was like in a relationship with a serious relationship. I respected that. I didn't try to do no intervening, and so I, um, you know, I was like, all right. That being said, I can focus on my babies. Like, this is all about them. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you know what? You know, just going down the line and interacting, man. And it was such a joy to see, like, how big they had gotten. You know what I mean? They coming into their own little person. You know what I'm saying? And it gave me even more drive to, to do right in her and come home and Get a plan together. That's when I really start planning, planning, planning. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And you know, it that was good for me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So when you got out, Joe, and you of course you have you had the felony on your back, all right. Mm-hmm. So explain to people how hard it was for you to actually find a job fresh out. Man, bro, it was like when I was in the halfway house, I was just like looking for all kind of shit to do, man. It, it, it was tough. You know what I mean? I ended up fucking um, looking up. Dude got fired. And I had went to this place two or three times. And they was just like, man, this dude is like, we called you first. You came by here more than anybody else. You know what I mean? And I was washing dishes at a restaurant. 
downtown in the Renaissance building down at the bottom where all them little restaurants is at. So I was washing dishes down there. And, um, you know, I was like, I was just so happy. I feel like I had conquered some shit, bro, just to have a fucking dishwashing job. You know what I'm saying? And shit, you know, I was washing dishes and, man, I ended up getting out. And, you know, the homies was like, man, I know you finna to quit that motherfucker. I was like, hell no, nah, nigga, you stupid to the motherfucker. You think I'm finna to quit my job? I'm going to keep this motherfucker till I get something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I right, fuck that. Yeah. And so my big brother was like, um, hey, man, Steve say, man, he can get you on at the car lot, man, if you, if you, if you want to get a job out there. And so I was like, man. No, I'm about selling no fucking cars, man. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, shit, nigga, I don't know why not. He showed me two paycheck stubs. One was for 9800 and the other one was for 7800 in one month. I said, well, shit, man, I might I might look into selling the buck car too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit. Boom. He called Steve right there. So so did, did my pops even know you before this? Nah. So he never met you? We at all. never had met. Okay. And so my big brother had these had some ties with this club and they had this thing going on at the club. And he had this, he he was doing this club thing with a couple of his partners. And so I went, you know, I have I'm fresh out, you know, big bro taking me out, showed me good time, you know what I'm saying? And so we in the car, you know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah, you know, so he called Steve, boom. So he's like, yeah, man, you know, come on out there, man. And uh, you know, surely, you know, if if you can if you can pimp on some hoes, you can sell some cars. So I said, man, all right, I'm gonna come out there tomorrow, man. I went out there and um uh, he introduced me to a couple cats, and you know, with my background and my felony, they had to go up there and 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 um ask the owner if uh you know get him to sign off on right. my background because in the car business, if you have like a serious felony of some sort, the owner have to sign. At the end of the day, they can the owner can trump whatever. You know what I mean? It's up to him to take the risk on you. You know what I mean? And so. Shoes introduced me to this one cat, and he was like, man, have you ever stole any cars? I was like, man, I ain't never stole no cars, man. I just, you know, stole a bitch's mind. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I done stole, you know. And he was like, man, if you ain't never had no auto theft, man, I'm willing to give you a try. I'll tell Brent, yeah, you know. And so, man, they got me on. And Shoes said, you ain't going to, we, we ain't leaving here today till you sell a car. For sure. And we was the last, my first day there, we was the last motherfuckers to leave that lot. And I sold a car and we was there till midnight. I sold a little blue PT Cruiser, half deal with me and Shoes. The very first day I stepped foot on the car lot. Right. No doubt. And took off running with that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How was uh, my dad influenced you in your life? Man, bro. <laughs> not knowing it, not didn't meet him at all, and then all of a sudden y'all just man, like he made it so easy. Like coming from where I'm come from, like the streets, like you know, I mean, like nigga, like man, what's up with this nigga? You know, but but he made it so easy 
for me to trust him. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, his way of letting me know he was for me, he want to help, but nigga, I'm going to hold your ass accountable and nigga, you going to work. You know what I'm saying? And like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? And just like, I don't know. I think, I think bro is a really good listener, my nigga. Cause like, you know, he like, he, he, he you know, he kind of like listening, engage in like, you know what I'm saying? Like he helped me figure out shit. You know what I'm saying? He was critical in my release from the penitentiary, bro. He was critical, bro. Like, man, he was just as vital as the shit my uncle gave me. Man, that nigga picked up in a whole different category. And I couldn't have been more blessed to have, like, that kind of kind of cat to, like, transition me into this real world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, man, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know... He know how a nigga's pride is. A nigga sometimes don't have lunch money. You know what I mean? And you know, he he ain't physical. You know, hey man, you know what I mean? Fuck all that nigga, you hungry? Yeah. We eat, nigga. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, that shit felt good, bro. You know what I mean? And so, you know, and uh, you know, like, man, like he gave me so motherfucking much, man. He just, he just, he just gave me so much, man. He gave me so much game. And it was just funny how, here we go again about favor. Okay? It's one thing to have a mentor, mm -hmm. right? And a nigga showing you the way right. and showing you the right shit. Right. Here I am, my big brother called me, set me right into the hands of his partner for a mentor. The coldest motherfucker on the lot. Been with the owner 17 years. Mm -hmm. This the mentor I get. Right. You in the game. You know what I'm saying? You in the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting mentored from the top motherfucking salesman in the whole dealership. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably this probably the state. Probably. Yeah. Shit, he it one it's one cat that I seen him give the crown to, and that's Hubert. Other than Hubert, yeah. man, I don't put no nigga over my nigga. I yeah. put nigga, I bet the farm. Running around this lot, knowing the inventory, knowing how much we got in the car, knowing what banker to do. I don't give a fuck about him not wanting to be no manager or none of that shit. He do a better job than some managers. Bro, I got dropped right into the hands of a motherfucking Kobe Bryant of the motherfucking car business. Yeah. If that'll make you think. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right One up. of the oldest niggas that are running circles around young niggas. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Bless me, man. You then know you what also I'm got to the management position too. Absolutely. You worked your way up. Absolutely. So he, he taught you the game. You put your own spin on it, and then you took off. Man, check this out. He gave me the game, and I was eating, man. After I got with Big Bro, you know, the very first month I was in the car business, I sold eight cars. Mm -hmm. I had eight. I had. 16 half deals yeah, split with Steve. Yeah, he gonna get on the deal. Yeah, yeah, me and him split 16 mm -hmm. deals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers was like, oh man, he just getting your money. They didn't know that him and my big brother been best friends since college. They right. didn't know right. that this nigga family, they didn't know. But they also don't even really realize your story and where you came from making $100 a, a month. 
Right. It's not, a, it's not even really a big deal that y'all splitting deals. <laughs> right. So you put maybe you probably might be putting three hundred dollars in your your pocket on that one deal alone. Right. You come from making a hundred dollars a month. Right. I ain't tripping. Check this out. First month in the car business, I made five grand on them sixteen deals. Yeah. Splitting them with Steve. Right. My check was fatter than most motherfuckers that wasn't splitting deals with nobody. Why they get ooey checks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I'm going to back up. And this is how you go back to like, you should listen to family, friends, motherfuckers, because they don't see your vision. They don't know what the universe got in store with you. They don't know what God got for you. Right. And they trying to tell you what to do. And motherfuckers mean well. Because my woman that I was with at the time, she meant good. We was talking about it. It was like, man, you know what I'm saying? We try to find her out a job. She was like, Man, don't take that job. I know people that have been in that business, especially at that place, they get fired fast. Mm -hmm. Don't go up there. They're going to fire you. Right. That's what she said. Yeah. Didn't mean no harm. Wasn't really trying to throw me off. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's what she said. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, I ain't listened to that shit because I had an inside track. I was like, man, I'm going to take this job. Yeah. And the base pay was pretty decent. You know what I mean? I can work with that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm glad I didn't listen to that. Yeah. Average motherfucker listen to that and really wouldn't supply somewhere else. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And here I am. I don't end up making over six figures at that place. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You might even say that again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I end yeah. up making over six figures at that place. Yeah. So, you know, Big Bro gave me the game. And man, it just showed how how you grow and you come over shit and you overcome shit, man. Because man, Big Bro fell out one time over a car deal. Big Bro don't fuck around about his money and his car deal, man. About him, about you, goddamn me, taking something from him, taking to the nest and them birds chirping. Nah, yeah. you know what I mean. But man, we got past that shit and that made us grow closer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, and we went on, man. But you know, man, after that, when Chris came to me and said, hey, man, I want you to be my assistant. I'm first out of penitentiary. I don't know nothing about no computers. I'm barely figuring out how to work this this uh, smartphone. So that was the real reason why I said no. He said, man, be myself. I was like, man, I can't go to no internet department, man. I'm making five, six, seven grand running around here on the lot doing my thing. I'm making good money. And so he was like, bro, like, I can't, these dudes that they trying to give me, I can't teach them what you got. Mm -hmm. But I can teach you this computer shit. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. I'm going to teach it to you. You know what I mean? He asked me four times and I said, nah, man, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I ain't doing that, yeah. man. And so he, man, I'm going to teach you these computers, man. Don't worry about it, man. You're going to make X amount of dollars. I said, where I start at? Yeah. I said, man, when I come in, I'm going to take all the leads, man. He said, I don't give a shit. The next morning I went in there, it was like 50 leads and I took all 50. My yeah. little partner, Valentine, called me and said, hey, man, you can't do that. I said, my partner, I won't do it again, man. Yeah. But I done already sent me about 20, 30, 40 appointments off, motherfucker. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I end up, he said, you're going to be, he said, you're going to work for me for three months and then I'm going to make you your, my assistant. Just be a salesman in the internet department. I'm going to make you my assistant. Mm -hmm. The first month that I was in the internet department, I think I was the top salesman 
And he said, man, we ain't going to even wait. We gonna, I'm going to make you my assistant now. Top salesman. Yeah. So, he's speaking of testimony right now. So check this out, though. When I first got out, and I was there, and I was like, okay, I had a system. I was like, okay, but I made $5,000 just by going to get the people. And this dude was mad because I wouldn't let nobody get to the car. I'm getting every fucking up. I'm going to up them. And I'm going to go get Big Bro. And he was getting pissed off about that. I'll go get Steve. Steve's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. What you want? This other day? He's like, I got this one. Go get that one. And he'll send me a whole nother one. So this cat, you know, he called me a bitch-ass motherfucker in front of these customers. And I first to get him then, but the customers stopped me. So I was like, man, you tripping. You can't fuck this job off, man. So I go to the sales tower. And so I say, hey, Sid, man, I got a problem, man. Me and this dude didn't have some words to do. Call me that bitch. That's my fucking funny. These customers, man. I ain't trying to lose my job. But, man, I'm going to have to do something to this dude. So he called the dude to the office. It's like all the people in the sales tower and used cars. So he said, man, you call him a bitch in front of me? He said, if you next time you do that, I'm going to fire your fucking ass. He said, y'all... He think he know everything. I said, nah, motherfucker, you think I know everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the next time you call me out my name, I'm going to beat your old ass. Mm-hmm. And he say, you ain't going to do shit. I rushed his ass. Your daddy grabbed me in the sales tower. Customers in the building everywhere, salesmen everywhere. I said, right, I'm going to follow you home. And me and the nigga made men's at the end of the night. You know what I mean? And it was over with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... I was eating, bro. I was just going getting customers, but he was giving me the game. And you know what I'm saying? While, you know, I was delivering cut. He's like, he was teaching me everything. You know what I'm saying? He right. teaching me every fucking thing, man. Right. And I ended up beating that nigga one month. It's only one of cars. I was doing things. I was taking care of kids. We was having big Christmases. You know what I mean? And, and life was good. Not so bad. Life was good, Came man. Way too. And so when I told dude, yeah, and I became his manager, his assistant. You know what I'm saying? I changed the game, and you can research this shit anywhere in Oklahoma City. I don't know why. I can't speak for no other state or nowhere else, but in Oklahoma City, they wasn't even hiring women in the car business like that. Mm-hmm. Far as being in the internet or selling cars, mm-hmm. you may have one woman. At the time, we had Melanie, cold killer. You know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe one or two. You know what I mean? So he made me his assistant, bro. And when I got the assistant, I started hiring all these women. You know what I'm saying? Boom. I filled the whole internet department up with women. My boss like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You trying to hire, make a legal brothel? I was like, hell no, man. But these women... They work way harder than these motherfucking men with these egos. When it comes to picking up this phone, dialing, smiling, and dialing, and calling, and putting this work in, they run circles around these motherfuckers. Guess what? We took it up to, I think we had 40 people in the internet department at the time where motherfuckers had five, Mm -hmm. maybe six or seven. Around right. Oklahoma, right. we had 40 motherfuckers we was managing. Right. So by this time, you're saying you moved to Texas. Yeah. 
I'm car, down now there. You're down there doing the car business mm-hmm. in another dealership, but it's not going too good at all. Mm-mm. And then you said you got to that point where you almost had a where you had a breakdown. Yeah, I did have a breakdown, and uh, I want to say, you know, because I want to give a credit to her. You know what I mean? I, I think her name is Cheryl Brady. You know what I mean? I was listening to these motivational kind of you know preachers preaching, and I think it's you know it's a lady. She's like she appreciated like a different uh, off branch of T.D. Jakes, Cheryl Brady, and she had a powerful sermon on at the time. And, man, you know, it has spoke to me clear as day, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, man, all that grudge. And like, man, at the time, me and my brother wasn't seeing out of because I was putting expectations on motherfuckers on how I think you should act or what I think you should do mm-hmm. instead of accepting a person for who they is and what they is, right. you know? You know what I'm saying? So I had to check myself. And so first thing the universe say was, man, let all that shit go. All that grudge and holding and all that confusion. Let all that shit go. Let me worry about that. Let all that shit go. And we're gonna fix the situation, man. You're gonna something gonna happen for you. And that shit was clear as day. You know what I'm saying? And so um that's why I know to listen to my inner self now after researching and studying and going through all I'm going through, thinking back all back. You know, so the next day come and I'm at work. Preacher called me from Oklahoma. He was like, hey, man, I just want to pray with you. So I'm like, okay. Hmm. Boom. Bad. We prayed. The next day I go to work. Different preacher called me. I mean, I want to pray with you. This, that, and the other. And so after that second call, I knew them was the signs. I knew them was a, okay, you hear me. I had to go in the break room, bro, because I broke down. Because I know you giving me clarification. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. The third day. The third day, my partner called me, Marcellus. He like, hey, man. And at the time, me and Marcellus is great friends now. This is my partner. That's my dude. At the time, we wasn't really that close. You know what I'm saying? But we was associates. We was cool. You know what I mean? So he called me and said, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? These people just bought one of the stores of the company. They fired me. They blackballed me. They didn't want nobody else to hire me. Mm-hmm. He bought the store, and the owner, like, been hearing about you, and, you know, he want to talk to you. So I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, bro, I ain't even got gas money to get to work. Let's know make it to fucking Oklahoma, bro. Mm-hmm. And... He said, bro, I'm going to go to Walmart and send you $100. I didn't ask him for the money. And at the time, bro, like, I don't really fuck with this cat like that. Just to offer to give a motherfucker $100? Niggas don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So he said, you think that'll be enough to get you here? I was like, hell yeah. So he sent me the $100. I go down there. I interview with the Kia store. I interview with the cat. Great guy. Man, you know what I'm saying? We had a great conversation. And I told him, I said, this ain't even about you. God already told me I was going to get this job three days ago. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He already told me my situation was going to change. You know what I'm saying? Another favor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. And um, so... He called me. He was like, man, Ray, I, I I don't sign these papers until the first, bro. But, 
man, I don't want to take no risk of you losing you or something, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you know, woke, you know, come on down. I said, bet. I got down here, man. And at the time, you know, I really didn't have hardly nobody to lean on, man. And you know what I'm saying? He paid for my living expenses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause I called him, bro. And like I'm calling, like, bro, when 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 it's time for you to check yourself and go into yourself. I don't give a fuck how much help you ask for or reach out for. It ain't gonna be there for you. It ain't meant for nobody to fucking help you. You know what I mean? And I and 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 bro, like I called him, I was like, man, I'm trying to get this situation, man. I don't even really want to call you like that, man. He was like, Man, Ray, I know your heart. Come get what you need, man. I ain't tripping. You know what I mean? And you know, man. So I started at the at that dealership, man. And I, you know, I did all the 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 radio commercials. Yeah, I heard you on there. I didn't even charge them for that, man. Cause I told the dude, I said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna show you what I can do, and you know, you can eat first. But after I prove myself, come on with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he didn't really do that." You know, he made some mistakes. I don't hold grudges. I don't hold it against him. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just to go, you how, show you how lopsided it is, man. And I, hell yeah, color got something to do with it. You know, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Because there's some sharp-ass motherfuckers out there that run circles around some of these motherfuckers that be in positions that shouldn't be in that position. And my energy, they couldn't put a price on that. And I wasn't going to let them put a price on that. You know what I mean? Fuck that. I fucking did all the radio commercials. I staffed 85, 90% of the whole fucking store from detail to salesman to managers to finance. You know what I'm saying? I did all this shit. And so, um, but in the midst of doing all that, I knew that I was supposed to be doing something else, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, being aware and being conscious and being, you know what I'm saying, knowing like my mom, she used to have a cleaning company and she used to, you know, clean post offices and shit. And, uh, you know, so I kind of had that background, you know what I'm saying? And when I had that background, like, you know, so like they start complaining about like, you know, there's people doing the, um, that was, that was handling that cleaning up part of it. So I was like, okay, bet. I'm going to go ahead and get in where I fit. And I was like, hey, man, I got a motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Let me get that contract to the owner since we deal, since we since we friends. And so I said, man, my mom got a cleaning company, man. Let us get that contract, man. And if you like to work, we, you know what I'm saying, we do business. So yeah. I had already started planting seeds to get out of there after they didn't pay me like they said they was going to pay me after I put the work in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was listening to um, all kind of motivational shit, and I pulled up in the parking lot one day, and I was first one there, and it was a, it was a, it was a recording. I was like, man, what, what, what are you scared of? Just jump. You'll learn how to fly on the way down. You know what I'm saying? And I had got like my um, third little contract at the time, like. I'm being a manager at the store, at the dealership, 12 hours. My crew will come up there. I unloosen my tie. I help them clean the building. And then I go home. You know what I'm saying? 
So I had accumulated like three contracts, three buildings. You know what I mean? So it was kind of, I was telling all the people I was working, I was like, I ain't supposed to be doing this shit with y'all, man. I'm supposed to get the fuck away from this shit. I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to go get me some real money, man. I'm supposed to keep working for a motherfucker every day. No sardies. You know what I'm saying? Ding the dong. 12, 13 hours a day, man. This shit for the birds. I ain't supposed to keep doing this shit, man. And I got a fresh baby. You know what I'm saying? And I just could not like cheat her like that. And the rest of my kids. You know what I'm saying? And bro, I just took that leap and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, how I was going to do it. But I had built it up and I had like, um, I had like seven buildings that we was cleaning. I had like eight or nine yards. You know what I'm saying? We was cutting. And then I had probably uh, at that time three or four dogs, you know what I mean? We was breeding bullies. We got some beautiful dogs, you know what I'm saying? We was breeding bullies, and it was building up and building up, building up. And so, man, I finally got the guts to tell them, man, look, man, I, they started complaining about how we was cleaning the building. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to tend to that because that's more important to me than tending to this management position. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I got the guts and I quit. You know what I mean? And he was like, man, you're going to walk away from like $82,000 a year? I was like, man, that ain't no money, bro. Yeah, That's not no money. Right. I got a village of people depending on me. Mm-hmm. Ten kids. Mm-hmm. It don't matter that they grown. They mine. They still depend on me. That ain't no money for me. You know what I mean? I got to go get some money, man. Yeah. And man, shit, here we are going on two years being works working for myself mm-hmm. back in school you know what i'm saying getting ready to take my exam get my certification working yeah. for myself spending time with my, my my daughter teaching her about how to shift her energy and how to meditate and how to uh speak shit into existence man i wouldn't trade it for the fucking world bro yeah. i wouldn't trade it for the world bro sure. you know what i'm saying yeah so how long has it been for you uh since you stopped uh, eating meat and dairy products? Man, I just went step by step. You know, um, I stopped eating pork. I haven't eaten pork in probably almost seven years. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped eating beef right behind it. Mm-hmm. I ain't ate beef in about five or six years. Then after I cut the beef and the pork, I cut the Milk and eggs. I haven't ate milk and eggs in probably four years. And then I cut the chicken and turkey. And I cut that probably two years, which still I kind of fall a little short. I'm only human, my nigga. And that fried ass chicken, I'll take me a bite or two of that shit. You know what I mean? And then my mind will get, you know, get me back right. Right, right, right. I ain't going to never make it through no more than one piece every blue moon, you know what I mean? And then I still eat a little fish from time to time, but no pork, no beef, no milk, no 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 eggs. I'm trying to kick that motherfucking cheese. If I can get that cheese and that sugar, yeah, man, it's going to be on. Because it's for your mental, man. It, it is. A motherfucker like, yeah, right, man. You're not going to get nothing out of no dead-ass animal. What kind of nutrition do you think you're going to get out of that? You're not going to get it. You got to eat shit that's living and growing to live and grow. 
And the only reason why I say that is because, bro, I'm fit to be 47 this year. You know what I mean? I feel, man, I can go out there and probably play high school ball and put a lick on the motherfucker right now. Right. No, but on a serious note, though, man, I got more energy and I feel better than any time I ever have, bro. And it's night and day. Yeah. It's night and fucking day, bro. Yeah. I promise you it is. Yeah. You know, I don't get sick a lot. You know what I mean? And uh, my daughter is picking up them habits. I don't be stressed. Since I start eating different and working out a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the anxiety start disappearing. Mm-hmm. I was having an anxiety attack to where, bro, I'll be in that Dallas traffic and I have to pull over off the highway, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. call, you know, my girl and talk to her, you know what I'm saying, to calm me down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, you know, that's a big, big plus for me. You know what I mean? Working out and eating, the more I do that, the more the anxiety and the stress kind of fall off. You know what I mean? But they tie right into the self-improvement. You know what I mean? The more I work on self, the less stressed, the less worried, the less all that shit, man. People right. change around you. And if we do that as a culture, stop worrying about the next motherfucker, man. Look in the mirror and change you. You know what I mean? It ain't nobody's fault that we in the position you in. It ain't nobody's fault but your motherfucking self. It's your own fault. You created your own reality, man. And I'm a firm believer of that. You know what I mean? And when I manned up and stopped looking for other motherfuckers and giving motherfuckers excuses and all that shit, man, bro, my life changed. Right. My for life sure. changed. For sure. Yeah, well, so let's just say, <clears throat> what advice would you give to a little Joel that's right now growing up in the streets? What advice would you give to him that you wish someone gave to you growing up? Man, number one, I would give to him how important it is to take care of your credit, to gain some credit. You know what I'm saying? Credit is a lot these days, man. Number two, you know, that ain't number one. Let me scratch that. Let me go back up. Number one. Find something that make you happy. Find something to make you. I don't give a fuck what it is. And just dwell on it. Dwell on it. You know how you got a good ass joke or a good ass story and you tell it to somebody. It's like, man, you done told me this story again because it make you feel good. You like telling it. Whatever it is, hold on to that, man. Because feelings, when you can get, when you can feel good and you happy, that make your vibrations go through the roof, man. It ain't nothing. It's hard to explain, man. But, man, I, I wish my black people would tap into their spiritual side. Not only my black people, all righteous people. As long as you ain't no racist, as long as you ain't no fucking um, child molester, no serial killer, as long as you love every human being, every living being, you know what I'm saying, bro? And, and you putting that energy out there, right. man, that's what's going to come back to you. You know what I mean? So being happy and feeling good and feeling joy, that's the main thing that I would give somebody. I would not let 
nobody disturb my peace. My peace come at a high ass price. I don't give a fuck who you is. You're not supposed to have me all mad and angry and discombobulated. No, I ain't supposed to do that, man. Right. We ain't supposed to do that. Right. For sure. You know what I mean? We wasn't, I wasn't, and a lot of guys in my generation wasn't taught that control your emotions. It's all right to cry as a man. We grew up like, nigga, don't be no motherfucking cry, baby. Don't be, you know what I mean? It's already bad enough being black and growing up and dealing with what you got to deal with, and then you have to dummy down and mask your emotions. You don't even know how to express them motherfuckers right. right. You know what I'm saying? You just now learning how to do that at 35, 40. Mm-hmm. Nah, we can't. We got to cap that off. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want my daughter to learn how to spell, read, math at school. I'm not going to depend on them to teach her nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Energy. You control your feelings. Speaking in existence. Control your breathing. Calm yourself down. Mm-hmm. You know, all the shit that matter. Gratitude. Helping people. Being a blessing to somebody. Mm-hmm. All that shit that matter, man. Perseverance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going we gonna to focus on that more than all that other shit. Money. We're going to focus on the, the we're going to study money. We're going to break it down. We're going to understand how to, you know, how to make it the energy form and how to make it go where we needed to go and do what we needed to do instead of hard work and work all your life. Right. Yeah, man. She'll have options, man. Right. You know what I mean? And my sure. grandkids will have options, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going with it. For sure. You know? Do you have any uh, 2020 goals? I know, 20, I, know this, I know this 2020 is crazy right now. 2020 is crazy, yes, man. Sir. But at the end of the day, we create our own reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this corona shit don't apply to me. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a wash my motherfucking hands. I'm going to take my elderberry, my vitamin C, my vitamin D. I'm going to go do my jogging and cardio in the sun get as much of this melanin i can and get you know get that popping yeah and uh that shit don't apply to me yeah i don't claim that 2020 man i i'm killing them man i just manifested the very first big thing and that's you know what i'm saying my brand new will yeah, I manifested. I daydream about it. I picture it. I, you know what I mean. And, and so I'm excited about that. So that's that's one goal. And um, you know, passing this exam to complete my certification, man, through you know National Sports of Medicine. You know what I'm saying? Get my certification through NASM. That's 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 a goal. But uh, man, trying to have my my first rental property to add to all the other businesses that you know I got trying to get off the ground. We're getting off the ground. Excuse me. Right, right. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, you know, um, man, you know, I got a, I got a distant, I got a, I got a distant cousin, man. You know, a lot of people heard of a man named David Goggins, man. I I I can't wait to meet him face to face. I haven't met him face to face, man. But toughest motherfucker on the on the face of the earth, you know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you said he, he did something on Facebook or something like that. He did huh. some type of what'd you say he did something like he Man, he got crazy. so many accolades, man. He he, you know, he 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 got, you know, you can YouTube the guy, man, you know. Um he a bad motherfucker, bro. 
And uh, I, I I just seen where he like had broke all his bones in his feet, and, you know, did you know kind of fucked himself up to complete like a hundred miles or some crazy outrageous shit. Right. And I say, surely, you know, man, we got the same blood pumped to us, man. I might not break every motherfucking bone <laughs> in my feet now, that shit, but I can do more. Right. Yeah. Do so that so. kicked me in the overdrive, you know. And I yeah. follow him. I listen to him, man. And you know, man, it's getting in her, man, fighting this battle off and her being honest with yourself, man. And he's so right on a whole lot of stuff, man. You know, you got to call yourself on your bullshit, man. You got to, man, anything to scare a motherfucker, you got to run straight into it, man. 100 speed, 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Because it's total bliss on the other side of it, man. As hard as it seems, as hard as it sounds, it really is, though, bro. It yeah. really is, man. And like attracts like. And you know you you, you you control your own reality. That's just facts, man. A lot of people don't believe that, and I want to try to get more of our people to kind of like grasp that concept. Damn, you done tried all this other shit. It ain't working for you, right? You know what I mean. You might yeah. as well, you know, put some faith in yourself and go into self and figure out why you do what you do and start loving yourself, man. I don't, you know, man. I don't understand a lot of the time. You know, you can tell a person to like, you know, man, look, what you tell yourself is so important. You know what I mean? What you do every day, the music you listen to, the shit you watching, you know, you downloading all this shit. You know what I mean? And you expect to get good out of that. How much good you going to get out of that? You eating dead animals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You listen to all the fucked up music. You watching all the brutal bullshit, ratchet ass shit. What are you gonna gain out of that? How much is you gonna gain out of that? Right. So now it's about downloading good data, downloading good information, downloading good habits, implementing rituals. See, now I'm past the good habit shit. I'm trying to create rituals. Mm -hmm. Rituals last a lifetime. Yeah, sure. you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you know, fall short on the important shit. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's where I'm at, bro. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I've been trying to get my aunt Joel over here for a while, and he finally pulled up on me. No doubt. And I definitely appreciate it. For sure. Hey, man. Hey, man, it's a blessing, bro, you know? Yeah. Hey man, you know we we got so many memories in the history, man. Yeah. You know your dad being my mentor, getting me to the car business, and you know being a big brother, man. Hey man, it's all love, nothing yeah. but family, man. And we're gonna continue to build, bro. For sure. It's about building in twenty twenty with me, man, helping any kind of person I can. I'm on a righteous movement, man. You know some cats be like, oh, we don't need help from white folks to get ourselves together. Get motherfucker, we need help from any motherfucker we can get. Right. You ain't look at the news. I don't care if you black, white, or candy stripe. As long as you right. This right. is a righteous movement, man. And, you know, man, people is tired of the tension and tired of all that extra ass shit, man. And these youngsters, man, they going to change the world, bro. And it's going to be a different day, man. And I feel good because I know that my kid and my grandkids is going to be able to live life in a different light, even than what I did. Think about that. Think about a motherfucker, the next couple generations being able to live freer than what we are, because we really ain't free. We we got some privileges, but we got a long way to go. Yeah. But 
man, this is a hell of a movement right here, bro. And it, it's it's gonna be great. But you you control your own reality, man. You can live in heaven in the midst of hell. And I'm a firm believer of that. For sure. Your life For is sure. about perception, pers- pers- perspective, man. How you look at it, that's what it is. For sure. There you have it, everyone. This is my unk, Joel Goggins, speaking his truth. No doubt. This is Be Yourself Podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. Peace. Peace.